Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this, this is, 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 is Fight Disciples. Welcome to podcast episode number 755. We are the Fight Disciples. This is your preview for the boxing for the weekend coming up. For those that are watching this podcast, you can see that we are not in our normal studios. We are on location. We are in Las Vegas for the UFC. We'll tell you some stories from Las Vegas on the UFC preview, which will be episode 756. Uh, this one, though, previews the boxing for the weekend. And before we get stuck into it, please subscribe to us. You can do it via our website, fightdisciples.com. Um, we've got every single audio feed under the sun there. And we've also got a link to our YouTube channel, uh, which is Fight Disciples on YouTube. Might be better to watch today's show. Um, because we've just cobbled a lot of kit together. I feel like Murdoch from the A-Team. <laughs> you know, like, when you, when you go away and, like, Murdoch and the A-Team guys, they get, they get arrested and yeah. then they break out of jail. Get in a shed. Yeah, they break out of jail by just using a carrot and a stick of rope. Yeah, exactly. That's what we've done today with today's show. iPhones galore, dodgy microphones, but hopefully it is uh, uh, listenable uh, for you um, uh, consuming the show. A bit of boxing this weekend. Um, UK-wise, quiet. Yeah. Everything stateside. Of any real significant note. Correct. There's a, there's a big show in Mexico on Friday night with Pacheco um, continuing his rehabilitation, but I think most eyes in terms of boxing. Rehabilitation? Where was he been? Has he been in drugs clinic? What's, what's he's been away for fucking ages, hasn't he? When was the last time he fought? Pacheco? Yeah. They, had him, they had him on the bloody UK show, didn't they? Oh, fucking hell, yeah. I'm... Rehabilitation? Miri, I was thinking of. <laughs> Lewis He's also out. fighting this weekend. Lewis Neary's <laughs> fighting this weekend in Mexico. Pacheco is fighting this weekend in Mexico. That's on Friday night. But of course, it's all about these the two new faces, if you like, of the welterweight division. We know we're finally getting Terence Crawford versus Errol Spence. On that, randomly, right, that you just brought that up, because I wanted to bring it up on today's show. We're in Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. That fight's taking place in Vegas. Correct. You wouldn't know it. Three weeks away. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Anyway, nope. it's mad. Like, obviously, I know it's a UFC week and there are billboards galore of Volkanovski and Yair's face, mm-hmm. right? If you don't know who they are, we'll explain it on the uh, UFC show. But I would have expected uh, a fight of that magnitude of Spence Crawford yeah. to have at least that be on the rolling ticker somewhere. I know we're three weeks away, so it might build. Once yeah. this is out of the way, it might, it might get a little bit busy. I'm hoping, oh, there's, there's a few screens That'll just be hilarious. in the background. It's there, it's just a big, a big blast, yeah. <laughs> but I listen, we, we, we got here Monday. It's now Thursday, nice and early Thursday morning. I haven't seen anything for that fight. 
nothing whatsoever anywhere. And we, you know, it's not like we haven't been rambling around no, the looking. MGM and, and the MGM we're on, is we're on an open top bus yesterday, going up and down exactly. the strip, and I didn't see anything. The MGM is obviously the mecca of boxing, and that fight, even though it's taking place at the T-Mobile, it will be all the press stuff will be here mm. in the MGM where we're staying at. And obviously, we've been down by the MGM ballroom, which is where they do Radio Row, which is where all the boxing PR stuff is in place. We were down there yesterday uh, on our way to the pool. And uh, <laughs> the, there was nothing. There's absolutely nothing. And the UFC don't use this hotel for any of their media stuff. So, because obviously they've got their own facilities. So you'd expect the posters to be up already. You'd expect the signs to go, this fight's coming in a few weeks. Here's where you buy your tickets. And there's been nothing. It mm. is so unusual. It's like boxing is almost, I don't know, it's, it, it's kind of like it's lost its grip on Las Vegas a little bit. You know, if it's not Canelo, it's not everywhere. And a fight like that, with all due respect, those guys will want a serious amount of wedge. Mm. And they're overvalued because they're not mainstream stars. They should be. This should be the trilogy, and it should have the world's attention. And we should be here going, yeah, we're here for UFC, but fuck me, man. We can't not get excited because the third fight's coming up or whatever. But just, there's no marketing for it. Like, where's the push? <clears throat> it's weird. <clears throat> anyway. I just thought I'd flag that up because yeah. that I, well, yesterday when when I was out on when we went out on the strip yesterday, I was I was just look, looking around for it because normally there is. Mm. I mean, we've been here ahead of Fury fights. We've been here ahead Canelo. of Canelo fights. A month out, you, you and generally it's up, see it's up somewhere. Of course. Well, listen, you know the, the billboards. Of course, are showing what's on tonight, but. There's like Kevin Hart billboards everywhere. He's coming to town soon. This is happening. Yeah. Cirque du Soleil opens. Concerts, they're not here till August, but blah, they're up blah. on the board. That's what I mean. Yeah. So it just doesn't make any sense. Listen, who are we to tell Al Heyman how to run his <laughs> exactly, business? Mate. And to be, you know, let's be totally honest here. Let's put our hands up. PBC are delivering the big fights. You know, over the last six months, 12 months or so, PBC are delivering the biggest fights in boxing. That's just a fact. And yet... There's a serious hole in the game here. You know, it was 4th of July. This place was... Actually, it wasn't as... You know, I'd be lying if I said it was packed. It wasn't as busy as I thought it was going to be. But the casino floors are busy. Mm. I just don't get it. I don't get... There's no push for what is essentially the biggest fight in boxing this year. Anyway, welterweights. That's why you That's why you Sorry, went on to yeah, because you were talking was, about welterweights. Before it was rudely interrupted. Yes. Uh, Saturday night, two different locations across the US... We have got Jaron Boots Ennis continuing his career <clears throat> and his incredible run of victories. You know, he's 30, you know. I think he's in his 30s now. He's going to be a prospect forever, apparently. And then on the other side of the US, we've got, um, we've got of course, Virgil Ortiz Jr., who's in a similar position, who is also deemed as the next big superstar in the welterweight division. These are the two guys that are going to pick up the pieces when Crawford and Spence punch holes in each other. And they're continuing their ascent towards... Jan. I know he's got a belt, but their ascent towards, let's be honest, the, a proper world title. And I'm a bit like, fight each other for fuck's sake. <laughs> you know, superstar, he's unbelievable, he's the future. Yeah, we've got one of them as well. He's unbelievable, he's the future. Sound. Fucking Jaron Ennis has had 30 professional yeah. fights and won them all. I think I think I have a different attitude for Ennis than I do Ortiz. Because Ortiz is a baby. Yeah, but I look at Ortiz, even the, the standard of fights that Ortiz is taking. Yeah. It, it reminds me, the matchmaking for Virgil Ortiz 
feels like how I felt when Josh Taylor was coming through. Correct. That's what it feels like. Correct. Like they're matching him properly. They're putting him in with some proper people. He's getting some proper tests. Yeah. He's being asked, asked some questions. The Jaron Ennis's ascent to mm-hmm. undefeated status through thirty odd fights or whatever it is. You can't. There's not many from from a fight fan's point of view that you go, wow, yeah, that one. Yeah. And and with the signature name where you where you really do start to solidify who who he could go on to be. Listen, he's the business. There's no doubt yeah, about that. He's brilliant. He's absolutely the business, and he could be. For me, he's the next version of Terence Crawford. That's how good I think this guy is. Yeah. But I think thirty fights. You, you, you're ready now, mate. Let's get, let's get it rock and rolling. And listen, we don't. We're not privy to business, um, from his promoter and what have you. They might be offering fights to people. It's, I mean, at the moment when we've just been speaking about the super fight between Spence and Crawford, right? Now, they're the they're the number one and number two in the division, but they're not crossover mainstream superstars, are they? No. So anybody wanting to get in with Jaron Ennis, I'm assuming he's going to want some good money because they know how good he is. Mm-hmm. But what's the reward for beating him? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. he, he's not a signature name. With all due respect to him, he's not that name, is he? Well, he's an industry name. If, you know, if you're, if you're in the oh, industry, yeah, for us he is. Boxing. I'm talking the dudes on the street. Of course, yeah. Jaron Dennis isn't that guy yet. And part of the reason for that is because this division's been held up so dramatically by Spence and Crawford's backwards and forwards. And I think you could apply the same thing to Ortiz Jr. The difference is... Ortiz Jr. has got a couple of names on his record, hmm. including this weekend. Like this weekend, it's a great fight, Ennis man. has taken on uh, Roman Villa. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, um, Ortiz Jr. is taking on Stanley Onis. And Stanley Onis is, you know, he's. He could lose that fight. He could. And Stanley Onis is undefeated. He's quality. You know, he's a former Olympian, former European champion. You know, he's a very well established amateur boxer, internationally, world boxing, uh, world series of boxing regular, all that stuff. Stanley Onis, and he's come into his professional career, and obviously he's put it together as well. He's undefeated in 14 fights. Virgil Ortiz, 19 and 0, similarly, all knockouts, by the way, sensational. But hasn't got anywhere near the kind of amateur experience Stanley Onis has got. You know, when you look at uh, Ortiz Jr.'s amateur career, <clears throat> very much here in the US, lost the Golden Gloves final when he was in the seniors, lost a bunch of times to Ryan Garcia, Not, hey, no shame in losing to Ryan Garcia, but he was hardly an US amateur international mm. or a Mexican international. Um, and Stanley Onis has got that kind of edge over him. Listen, of, of course, Ortiz has looked absolutely phenomenal as a pro and I think he will go into that fight as favourite, no doubt. And um, I'd be surprised if he lost, but I'd be more surprised if fucking Jared Ennard lost oh, yeah, against yeah, yeah. Roman Villa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, co- of course. Uh, listen, the, the, the Ortiz-Stanionis fight is a proper fight. Yeah. Again, I, coming back to what I was talking about regarding the matchmaking with Virgil Ortiz, I think that, yeah, he's young, but I just think, like I said, it, it feels like when Josh Taylor was coming through and they were matching him and they were pushing him and they were giving him proper fights, you went, well, okay then, let's see, let's see what you're all about. Yeah. And so far, he stood up to all those tests. This is the biggest test of it. There's no doubt about that. I think it, it's the fight of the weekend, isn't it? There's no, I think the majority of people who are going to be trying to consume boxing content this weekend, that's the fight that they're going to be checking out. Looking out for, yeah. Listen, don't get me wrong, Boots will produce a moment. Of course he does. That's, that's what he tends to do. But he's, you know, he's taken on Via. At a point in his career, what is he now? You know, realistically, what is he now? 26, 27? So he's, he's got three or four years on Ortiz. 
he's had a lot more, he's had double fights. He's had 30 professional fights now, boot tennis. And yes, listen, he's done the, the Lippinitz and he's done the Delormes and people like that. Okay, fine, you're ticking a box, but where's the, where's the Avanesian? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where's that guy? Where's that danger? I think it's all been very measured so far. And 30 fights into his career, a bit like, come on, son, push on. It's, it's difficult because they've got Errol Spence. So PBC are trying to protect this guy yeah, of course. to emerge after Errol Spence rather than letting him go through Errol Spence. And that's just, you know, Al Heyman juggling his business the way a businessman probably should do. But from a fan's perspective and from a Janet Ennis, imagine being Janet Ennis's mate and he's like, yeah, I'm fighting again. Oh, sound, yeah. Fucking hell, that's 30 times now I've travelled across the US to watch you fight. Yeah, man, it's brilliant. Like, I'm Boots' mate, sound. But it must cost a fortune being his mate. And when is he ever going to kick on? Because as far as I'm concerned, Crawford and Spence are going to dance, at, well, guaranteed at least twice because it's in the fucking contract. More than likely, three times. That could, and that, that's if they do it consecutively. That's 18 months. They may even have fights in between and come back together. Jared Ennis ain't going to get a look in. They're not going to take on the likes of Jared Ennis mm. or Ortiz. It's good. Well, it'll be interesting to see what the sanctioning bodies do. Won't it? Yeah. Because obviously, chatter, chatter, well, you've got an undisputed fight, so therefore you would automatically think that your 3% is going to be worth something. But as I've said, we've been out on the strip. Has it crossed over into the mainstream? Are people going to go and buy that fight? Is it going to do the money that people think it's going to do? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. So therefore, after the first fight, what do the sanctioning bodies do? Do they say, yeah, well, you can keep all your belts in the second fight? Or do they say, right, well, you've got to fight our mandatory, you've got to fight our number one? Ennis has done well. He's got himself highly ranked with a few of these sanctioning bodies. Do they, do they then pull one of those belts out to move the division along a little bit? Yeah. Probably not, kids. I'm, I'm, I'm just talking from a sport point of view, which really should happen um, because they'll be wanting their 3% from the second fight, no doubt, won't they? Well, Boots is the... I don't know whether he's defended it this weekend, but he, he's got a, an IBF version of these cuckoo belts, so he must be very highly ranked with the IBF. Virgil Ortiz's fight this weekend against Lipinitz is being billed as a world title fight because it's is that WBA? WBA regular bollocks. Uh, um, but we all know the WBA belt is involved in the, the actual belt is involved in, yes. the, uh, in this versus Crawford. But you would think so if he comes through Lipinitz successfully, then um, Stanionis, sorry, successfully this weekend, then surely the WBA have got to start pushing them towards fighting for the proper belts, but the proper belts tied up. They, they, they Why are they going to do that? Because they've already got a regular belt that's also getting sanctioning fees. Correct, 3% off everybody. Yeah, they're not bothered. <clears throat> it's, uh, Listen, I was, I, was, I was dreaming when I was saying, what will the sanctioning bodies do? I know what the sanctioning bodies do. They'll, they'll follow the door. That, yeah. That's what they'll do. It's, yeah, it's, it's weird because there's so much talent in the welterweight division and you want to see them all facing each other. Yeah. But they're all like just in this bottleneck at the moment, aren't they? Just looking up at this other fight, going, well, "What's going to happen there?" Once that's done, then they'll do it again. Then they'll do it again. So I'm not anticipating any real massive movement or any big shocks for about 18 months. So that, the big fight, as you say, is Texas. You know, that's it's Stanionis challenging Ortiz, two undefeated guys. I think in one corner, of course, you've got the puncher in Ortiz, who's 19 and 0 with 19 knockouts. That speaks for itself. He's super aggressive. He's front foot. He's set to pace. He's made for TV. Mm. And obviously, he's captured the, Merc, the, the this Tex-Mex uh, audience and no doubt the entire fucking San Antonio AT&T Center is going to be pro Virgil Ortiz. But 
again, Stanny Onis has got that experience, man. There's no blueprint to beat Stanny Onis. He's experienced enough that he's, he'll have faced punches before. He'll have faced aggressive fighters before. He'll have gone into the Lions' den before. I'd say he's European champion, world boxing series, went to the Olympic Games, okay, got beaten in the early prelims, but he's an experienced kid and he knows out his way around the ring. So I, I think it could be a really interesting fight if, 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 if Stanny Onis can protect his chin and bank a couple of rounds early on. It could really put pressure on Ortiz and it could turn the crowd a little bit to go, wait a minute, I paid to come and see the Ortiz show mm. and this fucking big Lithuanian standing him on his head. I think Ortiz, he's more than just a puncher though, isn't he? Oh, the, he's got good feet. Yeah, oh, he, listen, he knows what he's doing. He's quality. You don't get a 19-0 against the Calabrese Fort without being quality. But this is not a gimme fight. No, it's not. It's, a, it's the best fight of the weekend. Yeah. It's, a, it's a proper fight. Um, what's on the it's undercard? Uh, Jojo Diaz is on the undercard of obviously the artist formerly known as Jojo Diaz is on the undercard of Ortiz versus Stanny Onis. Uh, there's also a female flyweight title fight that nobody cares about on there too. Um, let's see who's on the Jared Ennis undercard. Not really much on there either. Has the Jared Ennis one got British TV? It's on Showtime, obviously, a PBC show here in the US, mm. so I, w- I would hazard a guess more than likely Fight TV will pick it up. Ortiz Jr. is obviously on the zone with it being a Golden Boy show. Yeah. Um, and the, the Pacheco That's card, Friday, though, isn't it? Pacheco? Pacheco card from Friday, which is in Mexico on Friday night. That is uh, a matchroom show, obviously. So that'll that's be a, that's an interesting move, isn't it? That's an interesting move from uh, Eddie and um, Matchroom. What, how old is he? He's only, he's only a young boy in here. And obviously they brought him over to give him a little bit of British love. Come and, come and fight on this, this card here. And he lit the gaff up. He were absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, obviously there's lots of chat about how good he could go and be. So it was nice to see him. And, and obviously British fight fans to get that experience of saying this guy at some point is going to be an absolute superstar. Yeah. I saw him in, uh, were it Liverpool? Liverpool? It was yeah. on a Liverpool card, wasn't it? Um, it was the main event. So it's, it's interesting now that Mexico's the destination. Well, that's his, you know, that's his home, isn't it? Yeah, I know, I know. solidify that home. I I know that, but it's it's interesting to build, there's plenty of Mexican fighters, isn't there, that obviously Eddie's involved with to an extent. I know that obviously the Canelo thing's no longer here, but the building, they're they're obviously taking him back there to build him as the next Mexican superstar. Mm -hmm. Now, it's going to be really interesting because they've also signed Belanga, haven't they? Yeah. Who's and you've got that Mexico, Puerto Rico yeah. type of vibe. Perfect. I'm sure that Belanga will probably want either Puerto Rico or New York. That's where he'll probably want a fight. Do you yeah. do you put them two young guns together? I think inevitably at some stage you've got to, yeah. But you want to get to a position where you've got a world title fight to throw in between them as well. Because as you say, Eddie's not that's, that not, f- that's not what we champion here, mate. Do you, do you want the fight or not? Oh, yeah, of course, but I think on happen. We can say as much as we want. Yeah. Oh, Eddie, bring them together, man, make it happen. But mm. we know it ain't going to happen. He's going to build one career on the East Coast and one career on the West Coast. And what he's got is two very talented super middleweights. You know, I think right now, after the stumbling that Belanga's had, you would argue that Pacheco is the better prospect. But uh, Belanga's probably further ahead from him, further forward in his career in terms of potentially challenging for super middleweight honours. But is the guy's at the top of super middleweight. Um, obviously Canelo's the kingmaker up there he's fighting super well weights now oh, yeah. oh, fucking hell the 
It's a it's an okay fight. I'm not slagging it. Listen, we're seeing activity, aren't we? Yeah, but, exactly. But he should be fighting Benavidez, in my opinion. Well, Go I, just, on. I think you spelt the wrong spelt the name of the Charlo wrong. That's all. Well, he, the, the, in all defence, Jamal Charlo was offered it. It was supposed to be him, but he just said he wasn't going to be ready, didn't he? He said that. When was the last time he fought? Wasn't it about four years? Two ago? years. <laughs> I love that you just <laughs> had everything on. Yeah, stick another two years on that. Okay, two and a, two and a bit years ago, he was. He's had a lot of problems, hasn't he, Jamal Charlo? And if, you, if you're not right, you're not right. You, and I think stay away from a boxing ring if you're not right. I've had my say on sanctioning bodies. They should be moving that division on. It is what it is. I just thought that there were better options at 168 mm-hmm. than 154 pound undisputed. I get the marketing. The headline looks great, doesn't it? Undisputed versus undisputed. Looks fantastic, lads. But the story underneath it is he's fighting a 154 pound guy. Yeah. When on the books, you had Benavidez. Morel, I know that I don't want to see this fight, but Andrade, yeah. there's 168 pound fighters there, mm-hmm. and he chose, he's chosen 154 pound guy. Yeah. Anyway, this kid, Pacheco, absolutely the business. Yeah. Absolutely the business. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they come out for him this weekend. I'm sure they will. Massive. In Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mexican fans absolutely love the boxing, and I'm sure they'll want to get behind a, a new young buck coming through. And with the power of Mr. Hearn yeah. and Matchroom, who seem to be, uh, seems to be their second arm at the moment, doesn't he, Mexico? Yeah, and the thing with Pacheco is, you know, even though he's such a young lad, the talent, you, you can't keep him on the leash for too long. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You've got to let him go. And I think this is a good idea, taking him back to Mexico, putting on a big card himself, letting the fans come out for him, really building that audience, because... If he continues on the, the, the progress track that he's on right now, he's going to become a world champion. You know, Eventually, Canelo will retire. And I don't think we're too far away from Canelo retiring either. You know, this three-fight deal that he's got with PBC, I think will probably be the last three fights of his career. I can't see him going on much further because mm. there isn't that big rivalry fight out there for him. Do you know what I mean? There isn't anybody... Belanga? That's just... You know what I Fuck, he'd batter Belanga. That's, I, a, that's a bit... I don't, I don't think there's anybody at super middleweight or there ain't what I mean is there ain't no Golovkin money anywhere else anymore there ain't no oh, big no, rival no, no, anymore no, 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 whoever no. he goes in against it's Canelo versus this guy do you know what I mean it's like Canelo versus Charlo Canelo versus Belanga Canelo versus whoever there ain't no one that matches Canelo name for name in and around these weight divisions yeah. I think the thing for Canelo what would sorry, were you talking about Canelo? I thought you were talking about Pacheco there for regarding a rivalry. Oh no, I'm talking about Canelo. Oh sorry, yeah. I thought you were talking about Pacheco. Is there anything coming oh, no, through for, for Pacheco? Him? Of course, yeah. He's, oh, he's right. just That's starting out his it. career. That's why I said it. The problem when you've got a superstar as big as Canelo, it's how do you motivate him to keep going? Because with every fight he takes now, it's a huge risk if he loses. Because you go, oh, he lost to that guy. Oh, okay, mm. then maybe he wasn't all that. Mm. And for Can- for Canelo. The next step of his legacy for me was, fuck me, can he do it at light heavyweight as well? And he, and he couldn't. He got found out. He can't do it at light heavyweight. He got his head boxed off. And that was in, inevitably going to happen at some stage. At some stage, you just give away too much size, too much talent, and a good big guy beats a good little guy. We've seen it with Lomachenko. We've seen it with Canelo now. That shouldn't diminish what Canelo's no. done in the fucking four weights below because he's been nothing short of remarkable mm. and continues to do so. But by... Uh, taking his career forward further than three or four more fights, he runs the risk of getting beat by someone that wasn't fit to lace his boots three or four years ago. 
That's why I think Canelo mm. will want to leave on top. I think he might even do this three fight deal with PBC and then go, you know what? Fuck it, man. You know, is it Bivol? Is it Baterbiev? Is it whoever's the, the king guy at light heavyweight? That's my last fight. I'm gonna one last chance. I'm gonna go to light heavyweight. I think that might. So you happen. don't you don't think he'll fight Benavidez? Again, Benavidez. It's a little bit like, and I don't want to knock boot tennis because I love boot tennis, but he's you know he's thirty fighter. How many fighters Benavidez has? About seventy five and zero or whatever he is. No, I get why you do that. It's twenty odd in it. I think it's I think it's about 28, 29 fights, something like that. I want to see that fight. I think it's a great fight for it Benavidez. Every fight. fight, it's a great fight for Charlo. It's a great fight for Benavides. It's a great fight for Balanga. It's a great fight for all these guys because Canelo's the fucking man. Mm. What are the great fights for Canelo? Do you know what I mean? That's that's the problem PBC have got right now. How do they make the big fights that keep Canelo interested and add to Canelo's legacy? Does anybody truly believe Ch Charlo beats Canelo? I don't, no. No, I don't. I, I, could, I, I could sit here for half an hour and argue why he it could. might suit him and yeah, this yeah, and yeah, that. Yeah. But when I put my hand on my heart, nah, I ain't putting no money on Charlo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, stroke of genius, that, by the way. I was, well, as you were chatting there, um, I was thinking about Friday night Mexico and when we think about why we're actually in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Saturday night. It's kind of a Mexican showcase of yeah, MMA. It is. So you don't want to compete with that. With all due respect, UFC 290 is the biggest fight thing going on uh, in the world this week. So if you're a yeah. big fight fan, and especially if you're a Mexican fight fan, you're going to be thinking, can Yaya Rodriguez beat Alexander Volkanovsky? Brenda Moreno um, taking on Alexander Pantoja. They're two fights that you're going to want to see. So you don't want to be putting your young, hot prospect up against it. Clever work, Mr. Hearn. I like, the one. I, I like what you've done. He's Let's pull it daft. forward a day. Let's do it on Friday. Make a full Mexican fight weekend, shall we? Mm -hmm. Put your young prospects up on a Friday night and let everybody else watch the MMA on a Saturday night. Clever stuff. Mm -hmm. Clever stuff. What else is there? Out and out? No, that's about it, to be honest with you. As I say, uh, the fight of the weekend is clearly Ortiz versus Stanionis. Um, Boot tennis, expecting to become 31-0. Roma Villa's 26 and 1, but he's not fought at this level before. Kind of, and a lot of Jared Ennis's opponents are like that, you know, it's like 25 and 1, 30 and 1, you know, and, and the guys that have built all the way there and then lost when mm. you've got to the final hurdle, hurdle towards a world title fight, and V is very similar to that. So I think expect a big show from Jared Ennis out in Atlantic City this weekend. And hopefully we get a lot of noise out of both of them because, you know, again, for Ortiz, I kind of get it. The kid's 20... Is he 23? 23. I think he's 23 years old. Um, Virgil Ortiz Jr. I think he's... Is old. he a bit older than that now? Oh, he's 25. Okay, yeah. well, okay, well, I'll take it back then. So, you know, I'm, 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 <clears throat> I'm doing boot tennis 30 there. You've got boot who's 26. You've got Ortiz, that's 25. We've just said, realistically, potential to fight for a world title could be 18 months away mm -hmm. still, mm -hmm. which is another three fights for them. Boots could be 34-0 and 0 by then. He's going to be knocking on the door for, you know, 28, 29 years of age. You know, it, it's, you know, are they, are they <clears> wasting <throat> their peak years standing around waiting for Crawford and, and, and Spence to dance? Are they sacrificing what could be their dominant years? You know, Josh Taylor had this kind of, this kind of um, trajectory. Yeah, 
but he, it was like world title fight, world title fight, world title fight, and then suddenly he was 18 fights in, 19 fights in, whatever it was, and he was fucking undisputed champion of the world. And now you're getting to the point where Virgil Ortiz is on the cusp of being 20 and 0, Boots is on the cusp of being 31 and 0, and neither of them had a sniff of a proper world title yet. That's not their fault, though, is it? Division, divisionally. But, you know, at the end of the day, fucking Terence Crawford and Errol Spence don't put food on the table. Or don't... Their legacy are going to come away. Because Boots and Ortiz, if they win a world title by the time they get, what, 28, 29? Mm-hmm. How many more years have they got to go, okay, well, I'm going to unify. Okay, I'm going to go up to the next weight division. Okay, I'm going to do this. I think they, 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 the career... Like grains of sand slipping through their fingers. Deep. like it. Uh, there you go. That's your boxing this weekend. Um, bit of stuff on the zone. That's where your destination is going to be, in it, for the uh, Ortiz-Danionis fight. That's your fight at the weekend. I think it'd be a cracker. Um, I'm tipping Ortiz to come through, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Stanionis did get his hand raised in that fight. Were you, are you going to do next picks on that? Or are, you, are you concentrating on UFC this I'm week? just concentrating on UFC. You're going to get a UFC next picks, yeah. Before we sign off... Hmm. Usyk, Dubois, Poland, August 26th. Yeah, why is that? Discuss. Why has that only just been announced? I thought that was a I thing. Thought I thought, uh, yeah, I thought it was done ages ago. Maybe it was done ages ago and it just, they just didn't go public with it. Um, Usyk, Dubois in Poland. Is it end of August? 26th? 26th. What do you want me to say about it? Usyk should be fighting Tyson Fury. Yeah. That's my attitude. Listen, I understand... Daniel Dubois has managed to get himself into a position with the WBA, which obviously lends him to be the number one. They've called for that because of obviously all this fannying around in the heavyweight division between Fury, Usyk and everybody else. <coughs> Are you asking me, do I think Daniel Dubois is going to do out? Is that what you're asking me? Yeah. He's got a puncher's chance, that's it. He ain't outboxing Alexander Usyk, is he? Nope. In that, even though Daniel, Daniel Dubois... He's getting better. There's no doubt about that. He's yeah. getting cuter with his work. We're talking about Alexander Usyk, and if he's switched on, he'll dance around him and maybe stop him. But he's got to punch his chance. He's, he's, he hits hard, doesn't he? It only takes one to to put somebody over. Mm-hmm. Is it a fight that I'm absolutely clambering for? No, there's only one fight I'm clambering for, and it's Usyk against Fury, mate. I, I know I keep sounding like a broken record, but that's where I'm at. Yeah, I I, I just don't know what. Listen, it's a world title opportunity, and it's against, for me, the powerful bound best fighter on the planet. So, you know, <laughs> no, but no one's going to turn it down. But in the Daniel Dubois business, i.e. not generating just cash for him, but for the good of his career, is that a fight he should be taking now? Because I, I think Usyk stands him on his head, I really do. I think, I think he would fucking absolutely stand Daniel Dubois on his head. And I like Daniel, he's a lovely kid. I just don't know what this does for Daniel's long-term career. And again, listen, no one's fucking going to turn it down. Shot the world title, though, isn't it? I get it. But Daniel, for me, isn't this generation. You know what I mean? He's five, six years away, yeah? Yeah, man. He's, he's a fucking baby. And, you know, he's got the loss. He's, at, he's paid the price. He's stepped up and he's got the loss. I get what you're saying, but listen, dare to be great. Yeah, yeah. Dare to be great. Of course, of dare, course. Dare to be great. You... It, the sanctioning bodies put him in this position. Yeah. The lads above him have been fannying around. They've called it. You don't turn it down. You go for it, don't you? And as I said... It's a sport. Yeah. And as I said, he only needs one shot. Yeah. Can he land it? 
I don't know if Plus, he can. I don't know if he can land it, but you, okay. you have a bloody yeah. go, don't you? Okay, let's. Yeah, I, I, I agreed. You've flipped my mind on that now. The other thing is, once he's been in with Usyk, he will never, for the rest of his career, be in with anybody as talented technically as Usyk. Unless he fights Fury. But that won't happen, will it? You I wouldn't have thought. Fury, you know, Fury's very busy at the moment fighting retired UFC <laughs> fighters. So... He's got no interest in fighting Daniel Dubois. Cause Have you just called Ngannou a retired UFC fighter? Well. He's not retired, is he? Well, he but I, I, listen, it's a, it's a gimmick. It's a circus, isn't it? Yeah. I get what you're saying. No, it's game changed, to be accurate. There you go, Frank. You can have that one. Um, not, can I just say, not for the better. <laughs> <laughs> the, yes, the game has changed, <laughs> but it's not for the better. <laughs> I think that's the most frustrating thing, isn't it? You're like, for fuck's sake, lads, come on. Mate, the, it's I'll right t- there. I'll tell you what, just to put this in, into perspective, obviously we're here covering the UFC this week, so there's loads of uh, people that just purely cover MMA. Mm. Maybe a little bit they dip in with, some of them cover bare knuckle and stuff like that, don't they? And so every now and then, every Slap. Yeah, every odd one of them does do a little bit of boxing, right? And obviously they know that we cover the boxing. Yeah. The amount of conversations I had yesterday with people coming up to me going, what the fuck is Fury doing? <laughs> and I'm like, stop coming to me, right? I haven't made the choice. I have not made the decision. I've not put it down this avenue. Yeah. And they're, li- they're literally laughing at boxing. Yeah. Laughing at the heavyweight division. And I'm like, well, I can't defend it. I can't sit here and defend it, can I? No. No. More on this when it's officially announced, because I've got loads of thoughts on it. Well, I've heard now Fury and Danny is going to be in a swimming pool full of jelly. (laughs) (laughs) That's the attraction. Game changed. (laughs) Is that all you're going to keep saying? (laughs) Just just keep adding a little thing on there. And there's going to be lions at the side of this jelly pit. And if you... Anything on the ropes, lion's going to bite you. (laughs) Fucking hell. Mega. Fucking brilliant. I hope they make a few quid. Yeah. I hope it's worth it, lads. Yeah, exactly. I hope it's worth it because fucking hell. Oh, well. Ah, there you go. It's a bit of fun. Yeah. It's a bit of fun. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in to us. That's uh, your boxing this weekend. Obviously, a little bit of that boxing news with uh, Usyk and Dubois still waiting uh, for some other heavyweight news to drop. Um, hopefully by the time we're back in the UK, it will have dropped, so therefore we can get stuck into it properly for you. Um, please subscribe. I know it's a little bit different this week with us being away and we're time differences and all over the show, so you're getting stuff a little bit later than usual. Apologies for that. We will be back on normal time zones uh, next week. Uh, so subscribe to us via our website, fightdisciples.com, um, and you can also watch us on YouTube, Fight Disciples on there. Go and get stuck in. Thank you very much uh, for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.